Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. Yahweh, we honor you for this day, for this time. We don't take it for granted. We're aware of you in this moment today, Father, in the silence The still small voice is speaking to us as your sons and daughters, giving us direction for this new year, giving us alignment and order for this new year to come, Father. We thank you. We receive what you have for us in this day. We ask you to bless this word for for your anointing and your power and your glory to be on it. For there to be no man behind it, but for there only to be the one true God behind what you have to say in this place today. And let me be a vessel and a conduit to speak it, to declare it, and to let it out in this place today. We thank you for this opportunity. Amen. 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 You can be seated. Hallelujah. Glory. Good to see everybody today. Mark and Eva are taking a couple days to rest and to get back. Um, just to take a couple days off. So we're glad that they're doing that. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. I always feel when I worship, sometimes I I get kind of lost, and when I'm ready to preach and look at you and eyes open, I'm like, am everything okay up here? Like, (laughs) am I situated all right? I don't have a wife to tell me that right now, so I got to be my own wife. Lord, that's that's a message right there. (laughs) <laughs> the seeking is not the problem on my end, I will tell you that. Um, but in his timing, Yahweh's got his own timing. And he, sometimes he doesn't like to tell you what's going on in that timing. I like for him to kind of whisper some things to me and say, hey man, this is coming or this is, he doesn't do that. Have you ever noticed that with Yahweh? He doesn't give you a map, he gives you a compass. He's like, good luck. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the engagement of the mystery, is we don't know what's to come, but we know who does. That's a good place to start. We don't know what to do, but we know the one who does, and he lives inside of us, and he's making an exchange with us daily to become more like him, because that's the big picture, bird's eye view of this whole thing. Why are we here? What are we doing here? <laughs> He's awakening, awakening us up to that. Um, it's a joy, again, to get to be with you and to speak and to declare what you're always doing in this house, in this place. It's such a, just this last year and a half since the hurricane has been incredible, what he's been doing in us and what he's been um, really just encouraging us with to, to minister and to speak and to declare what he's doing. A lot of us don't have it figured out, but we, we've realized that. We've recognized that to the point where we're like, all right, Yahweh, just, we're in your channel. Just direct us, right? Just get in the flow of, of what he's doing, and, and let's do that. So um, today I just want to talk just a few minutes about kind of what we've been in the last few weeks with Mark, talking about the uncommon lifestyle of a, um, of a kingdom man and a kingdom son, the willingness to, to let go of what we've known before, to embrace the new, to embrace the behold, I do a new thing. Um, that's what he's doing in us. 
And he's just seeing what we're, what our appetites are like in that place. Are we ready for that? He's, he's, you know, he's not somebody who pushes you into anything, but he comes to your door and knocks and is waiting for the son to answer for him to come in and commune with us and to tell us what the next step is. Amen. And we get that through communion with the father. So today I want to just pick up. Mark's been talking about, um, I've been listening to the messages the last couple of weeks have been so good. Um, it's just been really enriching, enriching to my soul and it's helping me find a place to, um, just a place to, uh, giving me a place to call home and know that it's home and not just say it, but know it. Amen. Um, hallelujah, Father. I want to, we can turn, if you have your Bibles, turn to Genesis um, 1, 26, and then you can put a bookmark if you want in Psalms 8 and verse, Psalms 8, really the whole chapter of Psalms 8 is good, but we're going to read one verse I want to highlight and just kind of put a, give a little framework of what I want to talk about today, which is mainly um, the key to the uncommon devotional gaze lifestyle. Mark's been talking about intercession the last few weeks, about what that looks like through the lens of the uncommon um, lifestyle of a, of a king and a priest, what that looks like. And he's been giving us language out of um, Elijah and Elisha, that relationship, what Elijah did, what Elisha did, how they stepped into a place for someone and became that offering for that person to Yahweh. Um, that's one form, one area of prayer that we, that we really need to hone in on and be direct, um, know about. It's not just about us and our prayer life and what Yahweh is doing in us, but it's about others and stepping into those shoes, if you will, literally, not just saying a prayer for somebody is really what he's getting to. It's bigger than just that. It's be, being willing to step into somebody else's place and to, and to surrender all what they're going through and help them surrender that to Yahweh. That's really what it looks like through, through an intercessor, someone who stands in the gap on behalf of another one, yeah. right? It doesn't just look like what we've known it to look like, which is, well, I'll pray for you, right? We've heard that many times. Well, I, can you pray? And it's just a new Lent, just a new understanding of what that what that is and I, I love how he's been direct uh, how he's been teaching that it's been really good I encourage you to go back and listen to the word again you'll never get it all here <clears throat> you'll never chew it all here um, biggest thing here is just have your heart open to receive and then take that home with you and meditate on it <clears throat> and chew that and be till it becomes revelation to you and not just through the voice. The voice is the first, the orientation of it, it's the beginning, and then it comes, then the finish line is really on you. Whether you cross that line or not is really determined by what you do with the word that was released from the orientation of the beginning of that thing, which was our leader here, Mark Gerles. He speaks the word, declares it, and then there's a finish line that happens with your feet that needs to carry that out into the earth and make finishes in the earth. Amen? Finish lines which is what we're coming to. And then we, what's after the finish line? A new beginning. Then there's a finish line. Then there's a new beginning. And we're just continuing in that glory-to-glory glory lifestyle of a king, um, of a worshiper, a priest, someone who, who 
is in co- complete surrender to the, to the presence of Yahweh. It, it's just amazing. Um, so I want to go in today, talk just a few minutes about what it looks like to be, what prayer looks like in our lives for us. If, if prayer is a central key to opening the mystery and unlocking the door to more, then it's probably important to find out what we should pray for and how we should pray. I thought of that this way. I was like, that's pretty good. I mean, I, if we're praying, what, what are we praying about? And I want to kind of give us a big, kind of a big picture point of view from Yahweh and then bring it in a little bit through Yeshua and give us some refined focus on what that actually looks like in our day-to-day life. So Yeshua always took the big meal and he downsized it for people. He made it palatable for people to receive so they can understand a little bit of what this big picture thing's all about. If we try to go into it with the big picture mindset and try to comprehend that, we won't be effective in this place called earth that needs to translate heaven, that needs to be translated through heaven, not through our earth. So it's important that we are aware of the big picture view, but then not get lost in that big picture and come down to Yeshua, the door to the Father, and find out what this actually looks like in our day-to-day life. Um, so the first question I have for us today is, who, who am I? Who is man? What is man? And that's the, the, the verse in Psalms 8. If we can, um, So the framework today is, who is man? Psalms 8, chapter 4. Chapters, verse 4. Psalms 8, verse 4. Who is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him? Isn't that a good question? Who, who am I? This is what David's asking in this, in this chapter. <clears throat> Who is man that you were mindful of him? Well, the answer is in Genesis 1, 26. This gives us kind of a place to begin of what we're to go into, which is the, the key to the uncommon devotional gaze lifestyle. Mystery, mystery is mysterion. In the Greek, it means hidden from the common gaze. Most things in this new age are only going to be found by one who has that place, that working in their life. The only way they're going to come into this place of finding what they need is if they're willing to go beyond the surface and go into something deeper, which is what we're about to go into right now. It's a great place to begin, and when you begin there, you get lost in that, and you, never, you don't even care why you're doing it anymore, because you know why, you're, why you've been put here and what this prayer lifestyle will do to engage that more in your life. Genesis 1, 26. Then Yahweh said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Okay, right there, that's, that's where we're going to stop right there. We're not going to go on because beyond that is the, dominional, the dominion aspect of us as ruling and reigning in the earth. That comes after 
knowing why we're here. Don't try to bring his kingdom without knowing the king and knowing why you're actually here. Trying to bring his kingdom without the king will just leave you in a place of mediocrity, leave you in a place of circling the mountain and never quite figuring it out. Then Yahweh said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So Yahweh created man in his own image. So who is man? Created in the image and the likeness and the nature of Yahweh. That's who you are. You're made in the image, the likeness, and the nature of Yahweh. Place to begin. So if the big picture in this life is to know him, then how do I come into that place of knowing him? Through the uncommon lifestyle Uncommon devotional gaze lifestyle of a king who searches out the mysteries. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So Yahweh created man in his own image. How do we get into that? How do we come into that place of knowing him in that place? That we've been created in. How do we come into that here? Well, I want to read a lot of scripture today. I'm not going to go too, too long, but I just want to kind of get a framework on what it is that we're, what our directive is, what our aim is, what our target is in the prayer, in our prayer lifestyle, and what we have, what we pray for. We've been talking about intercession. I'm going to kind of give an angle on our own personal journey through prayer, what it must look like, what it must and what it must bring to the earth. Well, we know if we're made in the image, then out of that place comes his dominion. Comes through the prayer in in Luke 11, where Yeshua gives them the prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Our Father. First thing said in there is not the taking over, it's the Our Father. When we get that, we'll become more aware of that than anything else, then we're coming into something deeper. Not moving on from our father. What does that look like? Our daddy, our Abba, our father. Yeshua starts it out with our father who art in heaven. So we know who he is and we know where he is. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Adoration and worship. Right? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Surrender and complete abandonment to him. That's crazy what that looks like. We're coming into more of that now, but that's, that's the aim. Why are we here? To know him. To bring his dominion. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Then we get to the kingdom come part. But not before the, the first part. We, we almost just need to camp out. Mark's been talking about camping out. I guess we'll just camp out. Because we don't need to move on to dominion until we get that part. Why are we here? Not to bring his dominion. To know him. That's it. 
Big picture to know him. How do we know him? Through his image, likeness, and nature. That's who he is. Say ways. ways. Those are his ways. If you can't go to Exodus 33, um, verse 11. And I'm going to read just a few scriptures on Moses and how he, what he prayed into. What he was praying into. And we know Moses and this discourse is so good. It's the face-to-face journey with Moses and Yahweh this, this time when um, they become really intimate and really close together. I was reading this the other day and just cannot get out of this discourse. It's just so, so good. I know it's Old Testament. I know it's an ex, but I think it's a, it's a pattern for what we're to go into in, in this new age now. And it's, um, there's such a distinction that must happen with us in order to bring the dominion of the kingdom in. It's going to take a, a, a peculiar one. It's going to take one who is willing to be set apart. One who is willing to be distinguished from all the other people on the face of the earth. Without that attitude and without that mindset, the dominion of his world cannot come in. So when we know the big picture is one thing, to know him. And now we need to find out what it is to know him, who he is. And we know who he is is his ways. And we know we're made in those ways, the image, likeness, and nature and now, we, now we've identified who we are. We're, that's our journey is to search out the ways of God. Not the acts of God. Not the signs and wonders of God. Not the healings and miracles of God, which are grand and awesome. But that is not the reason you're here. Moses is going to tell us that in a minute. But the reason you're here is to know him. That's, that's the only thing. That's it. And when you know him, you bring his world. You bring heaven. Heaven lives in Yahweh. Yahweh doesn't live in heaven. Heaven lives in Yahweh. Heaven is his world. It is not, he's not in it. He's of it. He is at all. <laughs> heaven exists because Yahweh exists, not the other way around. Yahweh is heaven. So you can't bring heaven without him. A lot of people are trying to bring dominion, little aspects, without bringing the fullness of knowing Him, and it falls on deaf ears, falls on lands that don't have an ear to hear it, because they don't really know Him. And Moses gives us a little door into some insight into what it is to know Him, and what it is that He says before He goes into it. He says, "Therefore I pray." So Moses had it tells me right there he has a had a really good prayer routine, a really good prayer lifestyle. This king, this awesome dude we, we like to talk about. He had a really good understanding of what it is to, to break on through. To get beyond the surface. To get beyond the mundane. To get beyond the temporary. He was searching for more. Do you, what, what do I see in Moses here? I see someone who's, who's got the mysterion, the mystery gaze. He's hidden from the common gaze. He's going into something deeper here. And this discourse with Yahweh is so good because he's basically arguing with Yahweh. It's so good. You can argue with God. As long as you come back to God, you can talk all you want to God and argue and converse and talk. He's looking for some co-laborers. 
He's looking for somebody who will give him something to talk about. If he's not, if you're not, if he's not around you talking about what you're talking about, stop talking about what you're talking about. Find out what's on his mind and put that in the surface. Put that in the, the room. Find out what's on his mind. And this is what Moses is talking here. He's like, I know who you are. He wrote Genesis, by the way. I believe Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. He wrote the five books, beginning. So he's already searching in Genesis 1.26 before he's giving us some answers in Exodus, right? Who is man? David says in Psalms, who is man? What is man that, that, that you think of me? Why am I here? There's so much in that statement. Who am I? You know what it comes after in that Psalms 8? It comes right after, Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Out of the mouth of babes, thou hast ordained perfect praise. Who am I? It's Psalms 8, maybe the best chapter in the whole Bible for what it is to work, to rule and reign. And to, to worship and to rule and reign. It's like right there in those verses. It's like all there for you to find out. It's like worship and dominion. Out of the mouth of babes, I was ordained perfect praise. That means you, as a baby, he's already put it perfectly in you. So I want to just lay a framework here today on who is man? What is my identity here? What am I, if, 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 if it's hidden from the common gaze, how do I get into that place of finding what that is and finding the mystery that's hidden from just somebody coming to church, somebody just coming to say, I'll pray for you. I'll read, the, I'll read a Bible scripture once in a while. Or It's, it's got to be deeper than that. It's got to be bigger than that in order to bring his world with you, in order to bring him with you in such a degree that they begin to see him on you. It sounds cute in a statement, but is it real in your life? Do people actually see Jesus on you? It's a countenance that must be seen for the earth to come back to its original design. They'll see it on you before they ever hear it from you. So what do you got to show off is the, is the light of Christ that is exemplifying and, and being in such a partner with the, with the heavens. It's allowing you to orchestrate both worlds as the middle piece in this place, which middle of heaven and earth. You are that place. It'll never get into the earth until it's in your earth. We must, take, we must be aware of that right now, especially in this new age, this, tra- this transition that we're in of coming out of a, of, a latter glo- of a former glory into a latter glory. We're in a latter house glory right now that's bigger and brighter and better than it's ever been, but it's going to take worshipers who are willing to go beyond the common gaze to find what that is. That's what Mark's been talking about through intercession. I mean, how many times has he talked about it? He's repeated over and over again that we've, it, it, it cannot be seen through just a casual lens. Cannot be seen just through a casual glance. If you're wondering why it's not being done in your earth, check the mirror and find out, are you, being, are you willing to search beyond the understandable? Are you willing to search beyond the surface material that most Christians fall into. So who is man that thou art mindful of me? You've created man in your image, likeness, and nature. So that's our place of orientation while we're here. 
And now we need to find out how to go into that place. Exodus 11. Read a few verses. Verse Verse 11. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And he would return to the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up this people. But you have not let me know whom you will send with me. What's in this man right here? He's searching. He's not satisfied. He's going deeper. He's going beyond the mundane, beyond the explainable. But you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray. Even in this frustration, he goes, now, therefore, I pray. Show me now your ways that I may know you. Show me now your ways that I may know you. Well, we just said the big picture is to know him. And what does Moses pray for to know him? His ways. Pray into his ways, into who he is. His image, his likeness, and his nature. Not his signs, wonders, and miracles. The big picture is to know him. Our Father... Who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, period. Yeshua wrote that. He focuses on the Father. So if you want some aim toward your prayer life, and some targets, pray into his ways. Pray into his image, his likeness, and his nature that you are made from. And when you pray into that, you start remembering who you've always been. Your original intention is highlighted when you begin to pray into his ways because in his ways is where you were born. You're found in his ways, in his nature, in his likeness, in his image. You're found in the prayer that goes into something specific and not broad in a bunch of stuff that's left undone when your prayer's over. When you pray into that, and that's the only target, everything else starts to magnify. Everything else starts to take on another level of glory. Show me now your ways that I may know you. 
that I might find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. And really what I want us to just get here with this story is I I want us to get this idea of the uncommon. Of what it looks like to be uncommon. And Moses gives us such a great line here in this the next few verses is there. Therefore, I pray if I found grace in your sight, show me now your ways that I may know you, that I might find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. And he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Moses is not done talking though. Then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, he just told him the presence was going and he's still talking. Uncommon. Out of the ordinary. A little peculiar, a little different, a little outside the box. This all comes before the highlight verse that we all want is show me your glory. Then Yahweh shows them his glory. But it comes through this line of discourse here of friendship and face-to-face. And what am I going into? Why am I praying? What am I praying about? What am I praying for? I'm tired of unanswered prayers. What does this look like? I've got, give me direction. Give me one aim. Give me one target. I don't need a bunch of stuff. And I need, I need one, one thing to go into. The only thing that matters. And he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then, it will, it, for how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? And how shall we be separate? How shall we be different? How shall we be dis- a distinction upon, from all the other people who are upon the face of the earth? Yeah. Uncommon devotional gaze lifestyle through the lens of a worshiper who had a prayer life that must have been a little agitated because he sounds like he's wanting answers here and he's not leaving till he gets it. From how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight except you go with us? So shall we be separate, your people and I, from all the other people who are upon the face of the earth. That's us. And then all the good stuff comes and and Yahweh shows him. He says, please show me your glory. And he reveals his goodness. And it's great. The end of that is very good. But I really want to just focus on the distinction from all the other people, from everyone else on this earth. There's got to be a distinction. There's got to be something that sets me apart from everything else that I'm looking at. It's got to do it. If not, I can't go into this place called mystery and be okay. Because I'm going to want answers when there's not answers. There's just more searching and more asking and more knocking. And that's the lifestyle of us, of worshipers, of, of kings and priests who know who they are. They come into this reality with bigger, a bigger lens to see. So who is man? You're made in the image of Yahweh. And in order to get into that place of knowing him, it starts with an uncommon prayer lifestyle that has a direct aim toward his ways, toward who he is. That's the message. 
That's the heartbeat of us. We must leave here with a greater understanding of what it is to come into the big picture point of view, which is to know our God right now. Not to wait to die to go get him and meet him and all that. To know him here and now in a deeper way than we've ever known him before. And it's available for us if we can tune out the distraction, can tune out yesterday's glory, and can lean in to the aim of show me your ways. Now, therefore, I pray, show me your ways that I may know you. That's my goal. And when we make that our goal in our prayer life, guess what will begin to occur? We'll begin to know him. We'll begin to be changed. Our nature will begin to be changed. Our appetites for things will change. Our likeness, our countenance will change. And that comes from the willingness to be distinct from all the other people who are upon the face of the earth. That's a great saying by Moses. I'm not going up until I know you're with me, until I know that I'll be set apart from everybody else. That's our goal. That's our aim. That's what we're looking into. So we're not going into our prayer life with a bunch of stuff. Yeshua says, do you not know that the Father knows the things you have need of before you ask of them? And then he gives you a prayer. He says, don't do that. Pray like this. Basically says, do not be like them and be like this. If you're willing, if you're going to be willing to go, if you're going to go to this new glory, you're going to have to be willing to, to be set apart, to be distinguished, to be in that place of complete surrender to him. And that's, that's, that's what we're looking for. Who am I? Why am I here? Yahweh tells us through Moses' writings why we're here, who we are. We're made in the image likeness of Yahweh, that we can actually find what that is through the lifestyle of prayer into his ways. Amen? Stand if you will. Yahweh, we thank you for this time together. We ask you to bless it. We ask you to bless the rest of our day and our week today. We thank you for this, just this moment that you've given us. We thank you that you're giving us a directive. You're giving, focusing our attention on the one thing, on the one thing that matters in a lifestyle of prayer, which is to know you and to know you to such a degree that we can bring your dominion and your world with us. And we just ask you to help us know you. Help us understand what that is and what that looks like in our day-to-day life. Open that up to us, Father. Help us search it out. Help us discover more of who you are through that lens of the uncommon gaze. The uncommon gaze that's distinct from all the other people who exist. We're willing to be that person. We're willing to be that company, that people, that remnant. We're willing. We're able. We thank you for that today. Amen. Bless you guys. Love you.
Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.